Hey everybody, what's going on? It's Vinny Cuz here with the Rideshare Garage. Today is Thursday, October 5th, 2017. I want this podcast to be about education and fun. So what we're going to talk about today is a couple of things. But the first and foremost, what to expect as an Uber and Lyft driver. So I know that there's a lot of ads out there that you see from Uber and from Lyft about earning potential and how much fun you can have. And it's such a great cause for humanity. Listen, let's just be honest. The only reason anybody's out here driving for Uber and or for Lyft or any other rideshare company is to make some money. At the end of the day, we're not out here because we want to have fun. We can have fun at home with the family or out with the girlfriends or the fellas. There's a lot of different ways to have fun. But the ability to have fun and make money, well, now that intrigues people. So there are people out here that uh, drive for the extra income. They're part-timers. And then you've got some people out here that have really uh, mastered it. Uh, They drive full-time. But at the end of the day, what should we be expecting? First and foremost, we should be expecting to get paid. So one of the first things a driver has to be aware of and what they need to look at is what platform and what market they wish to drive in. Just because you live in, say, Miami doesn't mean you have to drive in Miami. Our market stretches from Key West all the way up to Port St. Lucie. So it's about 200 miles. Um, Or we can go over to the West Coast into the Fort Myers, Naples, Marco Island area. Or we can go up to the Central Florida, which is Orlando. And for this discussion, we're going to compare UberX rates in Orlando to UberX rates in the Miami market. So in Orlando, they have a base fare of $1, a booking fee, which goes back to Uber and to Lyft, of $2.70. Their cost per minute is $0.11, and their cost per mile is $0.71. But they also have a minimum charge of $6.70. Now in the Miami market, you have a base fare of $0.95, a booking fee of $2.20, which is $0.50 cheaper, obviously, But our cost per minute is 13 cents and our cost per mile is 91 cents. Minimum charge down in this market is $5.50. Both markets have a $5 cancellation fee. So what does that mean? Well, it used to be a time in the Orlando market. It was, I think, 60 cents a mile and 30 cents a minute because their market is more compact. You don't get as many miles and you have a little more waiting time and they have bad traffic. Down here in South Florida, because it's such a stretch for our area, we and our area is spread out. So say if you live in Fort Lauderdale and you want to go to a club down in Miami uh, or South Beach, there's a little bit of distance there, and it's a lot of highways. We have a lot of highways that can get from point A to point B. So it cuts down on some of that travel time, but it increases in the mileage. So as a driver, what to expect? Well, depending on when you signed up, you have three different uh, percentages back to the app. 20%, 25%, and now 30%. So know your market so you know what to expect to get paid. So when you consider driving for a rideshare company, you need to determine uh, what your market is like. 
Not how many cars are out there because you can get around some of that. But do you have a busy market in the morning? Do you have a busy market in the afternoon? Do you have a busy market in the evening? Um, you know, that has a lot to do with how much your earning potential is going to be. So consider us down here in South Florida, as I'm sure most major cities, L.A., New York, Chicago, you have a lot of travelers earlier in the morning. You know, people going on business trips or vacations. They have to uh, get to the airport. They're not going to take and park the car. So they request an Uber or Lyft. For us down here, that time usually kicks in about 5 a.m. So from like 5 to 7, 7.30, we can move a lot of people to the airport. Conversely, you have people arriving into the city or into the airports, and they need to get to their hotels. So, you know, for us, that's a really good time to drive, and I'm sure in your major cities, it's a good time for you to drive as well. During the day, it tends to slow down a little bit. Uh, you have to expect slow times, and during the day is one of them. Most people are at work, or they're already at their destination. Uh, and kids are in school, colleges, things of that nature. So you can't expect to make a ton of money uh, during those hours. You might want to find something else to do. Now, it'll start to pick back up again, uh, you know, when schools start to let out. And we're going to get into that subject in a minute. But when schools start letting out, a lot of people got to move around. Uh, between 4 and 6.30, you got rush hour. So in all the major cities, you know, you got people that need to get from work to home. It's another great earning opportunity. That's a time frame you need to look at. What is your rush hour look like? And then you've got the late night crowds, right? So between, say, 6.37 till about 10, Monday through Thursday, it's not going to do that well. But then 10 o'clock rolls around, people are starting to go out. Here we go. Another prime time opportunity for, you know, drivers to get out, get requests and, and make some money. You have to look at your market and you have to determine when the best time for you to drive. A lot of drivers think they can go to work for a rideshare company or an app between the hours of eight and five. I have news for you. You're not going to make any money. It's will it will cost you money to be out on that road at that time. So you have to look at your market, know your rates, and you also have to determine the best and the worst times to drive. While also looking at your market, you need to determine where you're best suited uh, to receive a safer ride, meaning not only, you know, like we've seen on YouTube and on the news where drivers are assaulted or robbed, things of that nature that are very unfortunate, uh, that could include neighborhoods. But you also have to be aware of age restrictions. In my market, we are not allowed to pick up anybody under the age of 18 years old. Now, it's not our job to decide or police Uber or Lyft for issuing these accounts or parents that feel like it's okay for their 15-year-old or 14-year-old to get into a stranger's car. That's not my point here. You have... A terms of service that you agreed to and in that TOS it's clearly states anybody under the age of 18 without an adult accompaniment can't use the service so let's say you receive a request you pull up to the location and there is a 15 year old standing there my opinion you're not to take that 15 year old 
you need to let that passenger know, hey, listen, you're underage. According to the terms of service, I cannot get you to your destination. I need you to cancel that ride. Now, if they refuse to cancel that ride, which they probably are, and if they try to give you a hard time about it, instead of engaging in an argument or any kind of discussion, you've explained to them what the rules are, wait your five minutes, cancel the ride, and as soon as you cancel that ride, send that rideshare app an email letting them know that, hey, this person was underage, and so I could not take them. And that's it. No need to get upset. No need to get aggravated. Take the cancellation fee. Send the email off. That way you protect yourself. One of the things drivers always have to be concerned with is what happens if a passenger reports them as doing something, you know, illegal or immoral or unethical. Listen, if you're doing the right thing as a driver, then you really shouldn't have anything to worry about. Now, are there riders out there that try to scam the system? Yes. Are there riders out there that will uh, rate you a one for no reason other than they're trying to get a free ride? Yes. But if you do the right things at all times, you can minimize uh, the opportunity for a rider to try to take advantage of the system. At the end of the day, what you should expect is a calm, collected passenger trying to go from point A to point B. What a rider should expect is a competent driver that's going to get them from point A to point B in a timely fashion uh, without any risk. At the end of the day, we're just trying to make some money and they're just trying to get where they got to go. As far as your riders go, we're all just people. So you're going to encounter uh, a variety of different personalities. You'll have some riders that are going to ask you how long you've been driving, you know, all those uh, questions that you will wind up repeating the answers to over and over again. You'll also have riders that will be into their phones or their tablets, or if there's more than one rider, they're having a conversation. Just keep in mind, your job is to get them from point A to point B. If they want to engage you in conversation, by all means, have a good conversation. If you get the feeling that they just kind of want to be left to themselves, that's okay too. These are little uh, nuances that you'll pick up on and you'll learn the more you drive. But the one thing that you should expect from your rider is respect. You know, they have a uh, reasonable expectation from good customer service from you, but you also have a reasonable expectation that they should conduct themselves accordingly. Okay? So, you know, you got to study your market. That's how you're going to figure out what kind of money you can make. Uh, you know, your riders are just everyday people trying to get from point A to point B, but they must respect your car because at the end of the day, it's your car. Will you have the occasional knucklehead that will um, push the boundaries? Of course. And you'll figure out how to handle that as you go. So that brings us to the conclusion of this episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope I was able to help uh, give you guys uh, an idea of what to look forward to. This is only the beginning. We're just getting started. I belong to a group of about 10 drivers. Uh, we all have various levels of experience. I personally am over 2,000 rides in the last year and a half. Uh, we're going to bring you all the experience that we can. We're going to share all the best tips that we can. And if there's any riders out there that's listening as well, please drop a comment, send an email. You can reach us at theridesharegarage.com. Uh, 
You can reach us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at The Rideshare Garage. Also, if you wouldn't mind, subscribe to our podcast on Anchor FM, Google Music Play, and also iTunes. Appreciate you. Have a good day. Remember, it's all about the Uber life.